2: I am awake.
1: Welcome to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadigi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, native issues are human issues and human issues are native issues.
2: And this portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Hey, we talk about the news and uh, the news you don't hear anywhere else, and we have an event coming up on the, on the 14th here in Minnesota, uh, and we're going to have the director, Executive Director Nicole Matthews on uh, that works with uh, the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition along with... Uh, Miss Crow, who's our engagement specialist, so it's going to be a jam-packed uh, show, Ogema. Uh, we'll be finding out what's what's going on with uh, the, the march and uh, what's happening, and uh, so we're really excited to have uh, Nicole on. It's been a long time. And Oguma, uh Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition, has been a supporter of Native Ritz Radio from day one, so we're really excited to uh, have her on tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for her and uh, their engagement specialist, uh, Nadia Medicine Crow, and uh, to talk about the important, uh, I guess, I don't don't know what you want to call it, because it's the first one that they've had. They have an MMAWR Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Relatives March every year. And for the past three years uh, in the Twin Cities, they have not been able to have this march in person. Uh, they did two uh, virtual ones that actually Native Roots uh, Radio helped with a little bit. And then um, after that, they actually, I think, canceled one last year. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I You know, it's hard for, you know, these last, it's three, hard to oh, remember. These last three years have been a blur, but I know prior to uh, – COVID, it was uh, really cold and it was unbelievable and there was a couple thousand people there and it was at the Indian Center which in Minneapolis, which is being remodeled and won't be uh, around for another couple years or a year and a half I heard and I've driven by that but Yeah, we'll have to ask Nicole.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this will be the first year that it's back after COVID uh, to have this march uh, through the streets of the Twin Cities. Um, And the march is going to be starting again, February 14th. And it starts with speakers at 11 a.m. And then the march begins at noon. And they're leaving from East Phillips Park, um, 17th Avenue in Minneapolis, 17th Avenue South in Minneapolis. Everyone is welcome. And they are going to have ASL interpreters on site. There's going to be speakers, lunch, informational tables, and a lot more. And um, the march is for missing and murdered indigenous women, girls, boys, LGBTQ, plus two spirit and transgender relatives, because those, uh, relatives are, um, continuing to be uh, either missing and uninvestigated or um, murdered and uninvestigated. And uh, it's important to take time and take that day of action to do that. And there's events all over Minnesota and all over uh, the U.S. for that uh, National Day of Action for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives. So wherever you're listening from, uh, take a look online, see what you can find in your local community and uh, tune in for that.
1: What's really interesting, and I know you have news, Ogama, but uh, what's really interesting is that there's people from all over the country that comes to this uh, this rally in March. Um, but we'll get into that with Nicole, and why don't you uh, uh, knock off uh, the news that you don't hear anywhere else uh, uh, here on Native Roots Radio. Sorry sorry about that. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> hey, sorry. That's all right. Uh, we are, uh, I wanted to check in here uh, with MN350, Robert. MN350 is a great sponsor of ours, and they're having caucus training in Minneapolis tomorrow uh, because apparently this fall, every city council member in Minneapolis, Minnesota is going to be up for re-election. And most of the candidates will be seeking their party's endorsement via the caucus process. And candidates pay attention to what the delegates of the caucuses care about. So you can learn how to participate in your precinct caucus and become a delegate uh, to help candidates focus on passing climate and equity plans in Minneapolis. That training is going to be online February 9th, 2023, 6:30 to 8:30 p.m. and I do believe they're going to have another one uh, next week possibly on the 13th. Um, I'll have to check that I'll have to double check that, but um, go to mn350action.org and go to the events page and you'll find the events there. Um, that's a really good way um, as a native person, as an ally, as a Um, somebody who's concerned about the environment and what Minnesota is doing uh, to help the environment um, to figure out how to get involved in the political process and make some difference there. And I did just verify there's also caucus training in Minneapolis on February 13th, 2023, uh, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., also online and available at mn350action.org under the events tab. Um, and there is an event, uh, that kind of ties in with that on, uh, February 15th, uh, the day after the MMIWR, arm um, MMIWR March. Um, and that is the rise and repair rally for indigenous rights and climate justice that is at the Minnesota state Capitol. Um, and we'll be probably hearing more about that, um, Later on, uh, what happened with that rally and uh, what everybody is uh, doing over there. And um, it's going to be really exciting to see uh, people encouraging our representatives to take action uh, with the uh, massive um, uh, budget that we have to play with here in Minnesota. Right, Robert? We've got a really big uh, budget uh, overage here, and a lot of people are starting to really get involved in politics now that there's uh, money possibly for the things that they care about.
1: Yeah, exactly. uh, $17 billion. And also, uh, just want to give a quick shout out, Ogama, to uh, the election also is in St. Paul City Council. In my area, we have a a person running for the first time that'll be in St. Paul, a a BIPOC person. So we'll have her on the show, too. It's pretty awesome. And then, um, yeah, uh, excited, excited. Uh, and, and then we're in Wisconsin too, because we have the big coverage in Wisconsin with Civic Media Network, uh, we will be uh, getting the uh, candidates from, uh, that are running for the Supreme Court on, uh, on Native Brits Radio. So we're excited to, to talk to them and vet them out because it's an important time and uh, states need to protect women's rights. And we can go on and on about that, but you get the drift.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. Um, that is an annual thing that's happening. And uh, it's going to be its 20th annual, I believe, for 2023. And um, it's got a diverse selection of films. And they're shown at the uh, Historic Theater um, in Missoula Montana called the Wilma But one of those films that is Going to be there is about Minnesota Artist uh, from Red Lake Nation Jonathan Thunder Uh, The Documentary is called Jonathan Thunder, Good Mythology, and it's directed by Sergio Rapu and produced by Sergio uh, M. Rapu. And uh, it's about 15 minutes and it follows the Anishinaabe artist Jonathan Thunder as he dives into his inspirations behind his surrealist paintings and animations. And uh, it's really exciting um, to see that he's going to be a part of that um film festival and there's also um quite a lot of other um indigenous and wonderful um diversity lined up for these um films that are coming through. So if you have time, uh, you can go to big sky film org and, uh, select a category or just look at all of the 2023, uh, selections. And you can also buy, buy a virtual ticket, um, to watch it online. So I'm um, pretty excited about that. Um, and I do have another thing in the world of media, um, resolution pictures out of Montreal, uh, now has a, um, a drama called little bird. um, And it is about the sixties scoop, Robert. It's about a woman who um, was abducted during the sixties scoop in Saskatchewan and adopted by a white family. And she thinks she was okay until uh, she's suddenly in her twenties and about to get married and the PTSD hits her. So uh, that's being screened overseas in London. uh, But I don't have any info yet on when we can see it here in the U S so I'll follow up on that soon.
1: Hey, thanks, Olgama. Up next, uh, we're going to be talking to the Executive Director, Nicole Matthews of the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Oik, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Oh, wow.
2: If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by, stand up, don't engage in acts of sexual violence, and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Metro State University invites you to explore how to grow your knowledge and advance in your career at their Graduate Programs Preview Day, Saturday, February 11th. Learn about more than 25 master's degrees, graduate certificates, and doctoral degree programs. Meet our extraordinary faculty and discover resources available to help you take the next step in your career. Sign up today at metrostate.edu slash preview day. Change the world your way. Metro State University. This is Winona LaDuce of Honor to Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
2: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition, who we have guests here for today.
1: Exactly, Ogma. exactly. We're really excited to have Nicole, Nicole Matthews on. Nicole, we haven't had you on in a long time. And then you have uh, Miss Crow with you, who's your engagement specialist. And I'm ready to rock and roll the rest of the show with you guys and talk about your organization and the event that's coming up. So again, welcome, you two.
3: Thank you so much. It has been a while since we've been on here. So we're excited to be on today. Thank you for having us.
1: Well, you know, you have a new uh, uh, engagement specialist. I want to wonder if you'd want to like introduce her while we get going here, and so we all can have a a talking circle here on the radio. Oh, who?
3: Absolutely, you know, MUSAC has grown a lot in the last two years during the pandemic. We have grown to we have about fifteen staff right now. So. Um, And one of them is Nita Medicine Crow, and she is our community engagement specialist to really help us push some of these community events like um, the event we have coming up next week that we're going to talk about. So I'm going to let Nita give a little introduction.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. My name is Nita Medicine Crow. I just started with MUSAC um, probably in September after Labor Day in September is when I started, so I'm pretty new. Um, I'm uh, Crow Creek, Dakota. Um, I was raised here in the Twin Cities area. Um, Actually, I was born here in Minneapolis um, and then raised in foster care away from the Twin Cities there for a little bit and then came back around. So it's been kind of full circle for me. So it's really good to be in this position helping out and in this role and I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to just help out. So appreciate you guys.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Nicole, uh, we have a. Uh, probably, it's been <laughs> probably, I don't know, a couple of years since you've been on. And Thank first you. of all, I want to just say uh, Peeny Gigi for all the years of support uh, from day one, six years at uh, Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition has uh, helped us out in various ways and kept us on the air. And I just want to give you a quick shout out to that. And also,. Uh, but you know, talk a little bit about your organization and how long it's been around. And you know, everywhere I turn when I talk to young natives, or uh, just today too, I was having lunch with a young native. They've uh, they uh, I told them that you were going to be on, and they they knew all about you and had been to some of your uh, your not only events but training. And that's one of the important things we, I'd love to talk to you too about tonight too, along with the big event.
3: Yeah. So. Um, so, the Minnesota Indian Women Sexual Assault Coalition is, um, we just celebrated, geez, our 21st year. Um, so, in, um, yeah, March will be my 21st anniversary at Miyazaki. Um but we are a statewide tribal coalition. We started as a statewide tribal coalition working with the 11 federally recognized tribes in Minnesota and um, our urban Indian populations on addressing sexual violence. And um, that's really w- the roots of what MUSAC is and how we started. And then we started to learn and hear a lot more stories about sex trafficking and about our missing and murdered. Um, and we did a research project several years ago now on um Um, the prostitution and trafficking of Native women and girls in Minnesota. So we interviewed 105 of our sisters here um, on their experiences, and that really shaped and informed our work around sex trafficking. Um, So we now have a very large national tribal technical assistance and training project. So we work with tribal communities, tribes, and urban Indian populations across the country in the lower 48 and in Alaska, on addressing both sexual violence and sex trafficking. And, you know, one of the things that has been great, um, you know, since we all got moved into a virtual world in the last three years, was that we were able to reach a lot of people with our 40-hour sexual assault advocacy training, which means a lot more Native people and a lot more people that are serving Native victims got trained on, um, and how to provide advocacy, and even what they can do with their, you know, to provide advocacy with their own relatives because most of us um, know someone, love someone who's been impacted by sexual violence.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's so important, and, uh, you know, I want to uh, celebrate your organization and celebrate what's happening here uh, on the 14th, but. You know, there, there's there's all these little hidden secrets that are, are going on within even our nations. And we just had uh, a person who was finally uh, arrested. And uh, it, it's just amazing that, you know, your organization helps us talk about these things. And they need to be talked about, Nicole.
3: They do. They do. And they're hard conversations. Because, again, most of us have personal experiences, right? So they can be really challenging conversations to have, Uh, but they're important because they've, they've impacted all of us. When we look at historical trauma, the roots of, you know, sexual violence are all within, you know, the trauma that we are all healing from, that our communities are healing from. So we have to have those conversations and we have to have healing. And, you know, like this case, we have to have justice too. Um, And justice comes in many forms, but it's important.
1: Right. And, you know, I, I think, too, uh, what I see on social media, too, is like, you know, we get victim blaming and we got to get away from that. And I know your organization works really hard with uh, if there's a blame to put it on the right people, you know. And so I'm kind of personally sick of seeing victim blaming, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. It's it's true. And um, and we have certainly seen it. And, you know, we've had a there's been very recent um Incidences where we've seen, you know, people that have been blamed because they were drinking and, you know, well, you know, maybe someone if if someone is is trying to live a sober life and maybe they um, went out drinking like that's that's one thing, but nobody is ever to blame, regardless if you're drinking, regardless what you're wearing or who you were with or what you were doing. Nobody should ever be blamed for the violence that's perpetrated against them. That's not where the the blame lies. You can take accountability for maybe drinking if you were trying to be sober um, or living a sober life, but that's different than than being, you know, we shouldn't be blaming someone for being victimized that way.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And, Nicole, I don't know if you see the question up there. Can somebody, uh, you know, one of our great listeners, uh, not from Minnesota, be trained? Uh, we have people all over Turtle Island now listening, and we're live on 11 stations in Wisconsin in the Civic Media uh, Network. So we've really blown up uh, thanks to your support all these years. And uh, uh, you can maybe explain what you do nationally. And also, uh, I can't wait to talk about the march, too, because we have people all from all over the country coming to your march.
3: I'm so excited. It's the first time we've had one in three years, so I'm excited wow. to be in person again. Um, yes, so we have been doing virtual 40-hour sexual assault trainings, and I am guessing we will have some in the works for this year. I don't know um, when they are being planned yet, but we have had people from all over the world, actually. We've had people outside of the United States that have joined our 40-hour sexual assault advocacy trainings. But in addition, through our national technical assistance and training projects. That is another way to connect with us. If you want us to come in and to do trainings in your community, whether it's an urban Indian community, um, whether it's a non-Native community and you're working with a high Native population, um, or whether you just want to learn about you know, how to serve the community, cultural sensitivity, um, we're happy to, to work with you. So, you know, certainly reach out and contact us and we're happy to find the best fit for how to um, ensure that you can receive that training.
1: Wow. This is exciting uh, having you guys on. We only have like a minute left in the segment and I want to jump into uh, the day that's on the 14th and where, who, what, and, you know, we have a uh, you, every year, you have this great group from Illinois, from Chicago, come in, and the great speakers, and just give everyone a big, nice picture of it, and and it's open to the public, and we want all our uh, all our friends out there listening are are welcome to come, and uh, so I can't wait to to really talk about that with you and Nadine, and uh, and talk about what's coming up because again, it's been three years. I can't believe it's been three years.
3: It has been three years. Our last one was right before um every the world shut down. Nita, I'm gonna turn it over to you to let you talk about what's happening. She's been she just got off a call with the lieutenant governor's office, so I'm gonna turn yeah. it over to you. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, sure, real quick. I know we have limited time here real quick, but
0: um, yeah, it's going on. It's actually at East Phillips Park address and that is 2307 17th Avenue. So there there might be some confusion on that out there in the community. So I just wanna make sure that that's, everyone has the right address. And then, yeah, we're starting and we're gonna be ending there. Um, we have, let's see, what are the main points of logistics here? We're having gatherings to the box lunch style food. So, um, because we're aware COVID is still going on in the community um, pretty much um, pretty similar to the previous years.
3: And then, yeah, it's going to be a good, a good um, gathering. We will have, um, so Lieutenant Governor will be there speaking. We have Senator Kunish, Representative Keeler will be there. And we always leave space um, for an open mic for survivors and victims and families to come up and to talk and to share their stories. Um, Please bring your posters. And um, we want to make sure that you know, we all are in the streets and raising awareness about this issue. So um, we're excited to see everyone. Please come and join us.
1: Yeah, well, let's dig deeper into that and on the next segment, you two. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to hurry up there because I think it's a – Uh, I hate to use this word glorious, but it is a glorious event, and it's so great to see uh, leaders and people. uh, And there's also, uh, you know, the calling out of our missing uh, relatives, too, that's very, very heavy. So uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, when we get back but hey uh, I am here with some uh, some doers out in the out in the community uh, Nicole Matthews executive director of Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition and along with Nadine Nada um, Crow and we'll be right back after this short message stay with us please
2: We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. sons, Daughters. And and some some of
0: us are are your grandchildren.
2: grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia
3: is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
2: Don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue. Scott Jamama's offers huge taste out of a little place. Located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road near the intersection of Nicolette Avenue and West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis, this tiny hole in the wall offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. Don't forget to add the potato salad, spicy baked beans, twice-baked potatoes, and delicious desserts. Find their winter hours and full menu at scottjamamas.com.
3: AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Over 98% of people who experience sexual harassment or sexual assault in the workplace choose not to report it. Whether it's the fear of retaliation, belief that a bystander will report it, or worry about career advancement, at MJSB Employment Justice, we help employees take a stand. I'm Bree Johnson, partner at MJSB Employment Justice, a 50% women-owned law firm. If you feel unsure what to do following sexual harassment, we will be your voice to speak your truth.
2: We heard. You deserve better. Contact us today for a free consultation at mjsbjustice.com.
3: Hi, I'm Mary T. of the Mary T. family of companies. Our new Camellia Rose Assisted Living and Memory Care is a bold reimagining of what assisted living can be. Our emphasis is on creative meals, outdoor walking paths, and a spectrum of restorative therapies and activities. We are founded on a history of care. We are dedicated to enriching lives. Learn more about Camellia Rose Assisted Living and Memory Care by visiting MaryTInc.com.
1: Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire
3: cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire.
1: Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces Out of the Ordinary Products and Services since 1977. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style and owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design. People often ask me, why habitation for my home? Well, I could give you hundreds of reasons. I could talk about the extensive collection of furnishing suppliers or our exceptionally talented design team. I could talk about service. But the truth is, Habitation clients come back room after room and home after home, and that speaks volumes. Habitation, put some drama
0: into your interiors. With your AM 950 weather,
1: I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies tonight with a low around 25, Thursday rain and snow with a high near 34, and Friday sunny with a high around 22. Crooner's Supper Club has an exciting mix of shows on both the main stage and the more intimate Dunsmore Jazz Room. Find the concert experience that's right for you at croonersmn.com. And before or after your show, check out the new Maggie's Lounge, a perfect spot to visit with friends. That's Crooner's Supper Club off Moore Lake and Highway 65. Bishu. I am Oshawashko Gijig.
2: I'm from Red Lake Nation. And you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake.
2: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, I am here with Anita Medicine Crow uh, and also Nicole Matthews uh and we are talking about the event that's coming up uh, on the 14th uh uh nada do you think you could uh talk a little bit more about that i I didn't mean to rush you guys off the show here i wanted to uh, we're keeping you on the whole show no i'm just kidding but we're keeping you on at least another segment um and we want to talk about uh, how exciting the event is like uh nicole said uh there's speakers there, but there's also um, so much seriousness. It's it's always good to see our relatives, but there's uh, also a big serious uh, part of this whole uh, march.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I thought we were. I didn't know it was going to commercial. So, but yeah, okay. So let's focus on the the planning of that. It is serious, and it's. Um, it's remembering and honoring our relatives and um, it's been really great just helping out and learning the process I've did community organizing in the past but never helping out with the march and I've all and I participated previously in the years and I thought it was so well well organized all the time and just a really great event and it's we have a couple of uh, community members um, wanting to step up and speak and that's good to see, and it's just great to be involved. And um, I'm really grateful to be part of the organization and helping with this with this work. Um,
1: Nicole, how many years, uh, Nicole, or uh, you know, how many years has this been going on? Because I, I I don't know how long I've gone to quite a few of them.
3: Yeah, I was I was trying to think about that too. Uh, I think this is the eighth or ninth one, and it has grown quite a bit because the first one was. Um, I don't remember how many years ago it was now, but uh, it was, it was cold that year. It was like 25 below. Um, And there was about 150 people that showed up and um, it was organized by um, Renan Goodrich from um, the Native Lives Matter coalition.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. And, um, and then when she moved up to the Duluth area, we took over the organizing. We, we were co-sponsoring it until then, until she um, moved and if you remember, in 2020, we had over 2,000 people there. Oh yeah, so It has grown so much, um, and it's it's so great to, you know, to really like take up space in the streets. And you know, one of the stories that we heard when we were doing our Garden of Truth research was um, a woman told us that a sex buyer said to her, "I thought we killed all of you." Hmm. And so this is our way to take up space in the streets to show people that um, we're not only still here, but we're still here and we're fighting for justice and we want to make sure that we are seen and that we are safe and our relatives are safe. Um, And we want to, you know, put the names and the faces out of our relatives who are still missing. Um, And we want to push on people in, you know, in the areas of justice to ensure that we have justice for people who've been murdered and still haven't had, um, you know, any response to what has happened or maybe don't know what happened. So this is a, a day for all of that and a day to remember them. Um, and, you know, again, I think many of us have someone, you know, when, when I ask people to call out the name of those loved ones, of our relatives, I know that there's not anyone in that crowd that doesn't have one person's name in mind.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I know each year there is somebody that they have no hide nor tail what happened to this person, and it's been 10, 15 years, and it's uh, it's shattering. It's, it's shattering, and, you know, and I think since you've had this, we've had the— uh, all our relatives being found, uh, the boarding school graves and, and things like that. And it's just, it's, it gets to be too much uh, at times. And so this is kind of a celebration, too, because I know when I was teaching high school, we'd bring our students down to give them a taste of community and, and what really community is, Nicole.
3: Yeah, I think it is really exciting. And we have, we have a lot of young people that, um, you know, attend these events, which is incredible, because I think our young people are, you know, just doing such incredible and amazing things. Um, and it is a celebration. Since 2020, we, you know, we submitted the, the task force work, um, officially wrapped up, and we submitted our report to the legislature. And we passed, we got the bill passed for the very first MMIR office in the country. Like, that's the very first one with permanent funding, right? Like, the funding doesn't sunset. We have permanent funding so that it can continue. Um, Sadly, the director is unable to make it because she will be on medical leave. But, you know, it's exciting. We have a lot of things to celebrate and more things that need to, you know, we need to keep working on. But we do have a lot to celebrate. Uh, We're also the first in the nation to have a missing and murdered African-American women's task force, which is incredible. So the ways that we can, you know, I hope we can continue to build on that and to support each other um, and always make sure we're in solidarity with each other.
1: Yeah, really good point. And I know Oguma uh, is coming down from uh, the deep north with her with her young one. And just to experience that as as a young person, and I mean really young, because Oguma just had a baby about what, seven months ago, Oguma? (laughs)
2: She'll actually be one next month. She just turned 11 months uh, (laughs) today, actually, so she's 11 months old. But yeah, she um, will have that experience early, Um, and I think that that is something that is important, and uh, my oldest uh, will likely come uh, next year, depending on what day of the week it falls on. It's, It's kind of a hard event sometimes because there's school on that day.
3: Yes, for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, Nicole, uh, you know, one of the things, too, we always talk about how important these elections are and getting the lieutenant governor in there, uh, Heather Keeler, Mary Kunish, who's uh, they've all been on the show, all our Native people to have representation yes. is just where it's at. And so it just amplifies when we have groups and organizations like you and and marches like this. Um, that it's so important to have representation and these elections do matter.
3: Oh, they, they really do. Our elections absolutely matter. It, it really matters. We've been able to get so much work done because we have people in the legislature that are fighting for it to happen, that keep pushing for it to happen. Um, and to have you know someone, you know, the lieutenant governor who's working hard to make sure that our that our issues don't get forgotten that really matters. And we have a new, you know, native um, legislator this year, Alicia Kozlowski. um, Kozlowski. It's exciting. It's, um, it's really exciting to see, you know, how much it's growing. And I can't wait to see how many more, you know, we'll have as the elections as we have more and more elections, but it does matter. Um, And it matters to the young people who see, you know, lieutenant governor who see, you know, Representative Kunish and Representative Keeler and, and can see themselves there.
1: Right.
3: I think right. that matters.
1: It really matters. And when I was a high school teacher, I always thanked, uh, thank them and thanked the Lieutenant Governor, uh, uh, about doing what they're doing because we know how difficult and at times traumatic, uh, she talks about spaces that are, are non-welcoming to our people and, uh, yeah, it's it, we just have to really applaud and support whatever way we can. And, and she, the lieutenant governor, really supports uh, uh, the community. And I know she gives us a report every two weeks, a 10-minute segment, and it's just uh, a positive what's happening. And now we have the trifecta and we can get things and have been getting things done here in Minnesota.
3: Yeah, that's very exciting. And there's some exciting bills on, um, that are moving right now, including, you know, restoring voting rights, um, you know, for people coming out of incarceration and, and our native people have high rates of incarceration. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's great to be able to restore their voting rights and, um, to make sure that they still have a voice and to let people know that they're still valued.
1: Well, I'm talking too much. I want to get, a. Uh... Uh, get uh nada in involved here a little bit nada uh, uh we're totally excited that you've uh you're on the on the team here because i know uh with nicole's leadership over these years and i didn't realize it was that long nicole you must have started when you were 10 um, totally. <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> that your organization is the real deal and um I don't know. I just feel like it's whenever I'm around uh, Minnesota Indian Women Sexual Assault Coalition, whether they're tabling somewhere or or an event like this, uh, it's good medicine. It's really good
0: medicine it is they're so inspiring i've been you know just watching them along the way in the community and they're just so inspiring and then when i work with people in the community too and i get so much good feedback and everything and they just everyone knows nicole and it's so good and it's just a great organization i'm glad i'm with them right now
1: yeah exactly hey uh do you have any questions or or comments uh we're gonna we want to talk about the event uh tuesday and then um let these people back to their lives. Ho
2: oh. Yeah. Has anyone checked the weather? Is it gonna be twenty five <laughs> below again, Nicole?
3: <laughs> I don't believe it's gonna be twenty I looked and I think it's gonna be Minnesota warm. So I think it's gonna be in the thirties. Yeah.
2: All right, I'll take that heat
3: wave. Yes. Yes, it's been hasn't like I see people out with no jackets, right? Um it's Tuesday shorts. is a high of forty. Yes. So we're gonna be a beautiful day. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Um, And with all the people, you stay warm. You, you do, you know, you're all, um, a lot of people there. So it'll be good.
1: Ogamab, before we let him go, let's give him a shout out where this is going to be, what time. um, And then we'll, we'll, I'll be there as a representative of Ho-Chunk Nation and supporting this.
2: Yep, so the 2023 MMIWR March is uh, February 14th at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at East Phillips Park in Minneapolis, 2307 17th Avenue South. And if you're looking to support the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition, head on over to musac.org, and they've got a big red donate button in the top right. If you've got any spare change, uh, they'll make good use of it.
1: Well, wow, you too, Nicole. It's always an honor and a pleasure. Great to see you, and I can't wait to see you too on Tuesday.
3: Good to see you too. Make sure you wear red.
1: Absolutely, that's a good that's a good point too. Thank you so much. Nice to Nathan. meet you. Nice to meet you, Nada. And uh, we'll be back after this short break. You are listening to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake. Hoa. Metro State University invites you to explore how to grow your knowledge and advance in your career at their graduate programs preview day, Saturday, February 11th. Learn about more than 25 master's degrees, graduate certificates, and doctoral degree programs. Meet our extraordinary faculty and discover resources available to help you take the next step in your career. Sign up today at metrostate.edu slash preview day. Change the world your way. Metro State University. Hey, Kudigy, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, this is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. I'm here to ask you for your support. Finding honest, Native-centered news is not easy. But with your support, we're able to provide accurate information about Standing Rock, Line 3, treaty violations, and COVID-19 in our Native communities. Please visit Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon and donate if you can. That's Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Peenigigi, and thank you for your support.
2: Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
2: It was brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh,
1: yeah. Wow, that was uh, awesome. It was great to see uh Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition and uh so much to talk about. Uh it just it just uh I can't wait for this event. And I think the last year Ogama uh there was snow and it was chilly, but it was it was awesome because it was those big kind of humid snowflakes that uh, land on you and look pretty.
2: Right. Yeah, I think You know, I don't remember if I was at that one or the one before it or both, but I know that the first time that I went, um, I brought a friend with me um, and she's an ally. She's a non-Native person. Um, And she talked about it the whole way home, about how powerful the event was and how welcome she felt while she was there and um, how she couldn't believe that there had been Nothing done for so many of these people, for so many of these relatives and their families um, that are still, you know, using their own funds and their own energy and mm. breaking their own hearts, repeatedly asking for help and, and not receiving it from a, a number of agencies because of jurisdiction or because, you know, maybe they don't believe that person, you know, was taken or, or is missing. They think they ran away. Um And and having to have those conversations with her and explaining to her something to the effect of what um, Minnesota State Representative Heather Keeler has said on air on our show before and having to explain to her as a close friend of mine, if I ever go missing, I did not go willingly. I would not leave my family. I would not leave my children. I would not leave without telling somebody where I was going. So if I am ever missing, please advocate for me that I did not run away. And mm-hmm. a, as a Native mother and a Native woman, I think a lot of us feel that way, that we have to make those kinds of um, those statements to um, people that we know so that in the event something were to happen to us, um, we would have that on, on the record somewhere.
1: Right, exactly. Good point. And before we get in, 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 in deeper in this discussion, Ogama, I just want to like uh, go prayers out to our our relatives in Turkey and uh, Syria where now 12,000 people have died from uh, this earthquake. Uh. And uh, that's an unbelievable amount just to think about, um, 12,000. And they're still looking, um, and there's still survivors and, of course, still people in this... Um, so we're world people too, you know, uh, we talk a lot about Turtle Island, but we also put tobacco out for our relatives all over, all over the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been listening to some coverage on that and, um, I, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping for the numbers to level off, um, to, to give, you know, a kind of touch base report on, on the, on the earthquake and, and all day long, those numbers have just been crawling up, um. Then I can't, I can't even imagine. I've, I've heard some reports and seen some images come through and, um, that, that entire country and that entire community there is in absolute shambles. It's like a war zone and it's just, uh, so much, so much suffering.
1: You know, we, we talk about, and I didn't get to, to uh, deep with this on Nicole, uh, with Nicole, I should say, excuse me. Um, but I know uh, there's a broader sense, too, of missing Native Americans, uh, missing missing relatives where, uh, you know, the 60s scoop and the adoption, which which I was a part of, I was adopted out. Um, those people are missing, too, and mm-hmm. in a different way, but they are missing Ogama.
2: Absolutely. I, I consider people to have been abducted or who are placed into the uh, the foster care system, uh, you know, against their will or not um, placed properly uh, with family members. It needs to be you know reiterated to people that those people are missing those people are no longer able to connect with their community um and and many of the children from the boarding schools um are are missing and murdered relatives as well
1: right exactly um so it it is a celebration and i guess uh as we uh end the show i really want to invite everyone out this is not just a native american uh uh, gathering weather. But there's many, many, many na- Native Americans, and I believe there was over 2,000 last time we were there. It was unbelievable. Yeah, like Jason says there, we need to support ICWA when it comes to uh, comes to those things, Ogama.
2: Well, and I want to remind our relatives, our allies, that um, if they can do it to us, they can do it to you. Right. So, this is not just a native issue. This is not just something that affects native people. Yes, native women are, um, kidnapped, murdered, or, um, you know, sexually assaulted at a higher rate than, uh, just about everybody else in the country. But it could be you. It could be your relative. It's likely somebody that you know. Um, if you're an ally, you know somebody, uh, who's native and they likely know somebody who's gone missing, uh, been murdered or is still missing.
1: You know, not being from Duluth or uh, Lake Superior area, hearing about that probably about six or seven years ago, where our relatives would disappear on these boats and never be seen again, and mm-hmm. we're you know when we heard about people uh, escaping from these foreign boats that uh, pull up to the Lake Superior and jumping over and uh, or you know and they were throwing people over the boat after they had their way or used and abused them. So uh, that's a a whole nother like, story. It's just insane that uh, it goes in the line of people don't think that we're dinosaurs, people don't think we're real people, and they can throw us away and and be mean and use us any way they want, Ogama.
2: Right. And, you know, it's also worth uh, noting that no matter where you live in the country, uh, sex trafficking is a huge problem. Uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking is a huge problem. And uh, learn to spot some of those signs, um, you know, people who avoid eye contact, social interaction um, or seeming to, you know, they talk really scripted or seem really rehearsed in a reaction. Um, appear malnourished or showing signs of physical injuries or abuse. Wearing clothing that doesn't match the season, like right now in Minnesota, it's very cold and your clothes maybe on that person, um, your clothes are warm and that person's wearing something, you know, very light or, um, perhaps ripped, perhaps ripped or torn. Mm. Um, looking for those signs of human trafficking and, uh, making reports when you can. And also, um, you know, like, uh, Jason just said to um, remember what your children are wearing and have a safe word in those code words with your children as well.
1: Yeah, wow, really uh, uh, really good uh, reminder there. Uh, and and Ogama again, I think we'll be hearing, and uh, you said it very well, and a uh, state representative here in Minnesota, Heather Keeler, said it so well, it just kind of blew my mind, is that, you know, I will never leave you. If I'm gone, look for me because... You know I would never leave you know her children and wow that was that Mm -hmm. heartfelt when I heard her first say that it just kind of knocked me over that yes you have to have that talk just like our our relatives and we have to have that talk about being pulled over too just as our brown and uh black BIPOC relatives do too
2: And I'm the mother of an almost 10-year-old daughter now, and I have to have that conversation with her about uh, warning signs and uh, strange behavior in people, even people that you trust. Um, A lot of times, uh, people who are, um, you know, abused sexually or, um, you know, are taken by somebody, it's somebody that they knew most of the time. So, you know, teaching your children um, to recognize strange behavior, even in people that they know.
1: Well, wow, you know what? It's sad but true, but that's a really, really, really good point. And those are things like uh, predators within our own community, and I, I don't think we talk about enough, um, along with uh, relatives or people that we do know that are acting weird. And uh, um, we just have to be on the uh, alert for our, our young ones and our, our women and our uh, our two spirits and, and everybody.
2: Absolutely. It's important to um, remember those calls that we have, you know, in our spirits to be a community and to not, uh, you know, stay out of that crabs in the bucket mentality. You know, when it comes to somebody else and something strange happening, uh, make the call. Do something.
1: Right on. Hey, thanks, Oguma. Great job today, as always. You're listening to Native Brits Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I just want to say if you are listening to the show, you are part of the resistance. From Chief Plenty Coops, the ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, and run for office. You've been listening to Native Brits Radio. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier now.